Parenting Teenagers and Preteens, welcome to a podcast where real parents share funny stories, needed venting, and life-saving tips. My name is Caleb Howard, and today's topic is thoughts on bedtime and teenagers, and I'll be joined today by my wife, Sarah, and our friends, Russell and Dara Bourne. Let's listen in as they share about how different their teenage daughters are, struggles with waking up in the morning, bedtime prayers and special blessings, and more. Oh, and by the way, thank you for listening. You are an irreplaceable gift to your teenage children, and what you do to love and care for them every day is so significant. We're glad you're listening and invite you to get involved in our parenting community by commenting, sending questions, and adding your tips to these significant discussions. Now here's Dara and Russell talking about their 15-year-old daughter, Sophia, and their 13-year-old daughter named Olivia. Sophia, she likes to sit and talk. She wants to be listened to. And, like, if I asked her what she would want to do more than anything right now, it would either be to watch a show or talk. And she will sit there if I allow her, which is great. I love it. Talk to me for hours. So we get a lot of good talking time in, and I really like that. Um, And Olivia does not like to talk at all. Will not talk. Um, But the way I feel like that I connect with her and make her happy, like, make her feel like we're connecting is I'll say like, Olivia, let me see you dance or sing me a, one of your musical songs. And she lights up and she starts her music and does a dance or let's play a game. And usually it's a game that she would have made up, like a trivia game where she'll have you pull a, something out of a bag and you know, and now we have that Alexa thing. So she'll be like, Alexa, what's the question of the day? And then we have all these guessing games on there. So she loves trivia. She loves things like history and just learning and musicals, Broadway musicals. So I have learned or we have learned how to connect with her on what she likes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was kind of just like an individual thing. Maybe Russ will talk about like as a family we would like to do for fun, but maybe not. Whatever you want. Okay, you go. Thanks so much, Dara. (laughs) I'm Russell, um, Dara's husband, and I have the same two kids. I was thinking I wanted I want I wanted to kind of mirror what Sarah said because we are we've started we've been in school for probably five weeks now actually because our kids are homeschooled. <clears throat> so um, with that we are actually like principal, teacher, uh, etc. So there's that added stress with our kids. Um, this year, um, having issues in the past years, we're kind of instituting some new boundaries, which um, that'll probably be a whole nother podcast. That's another good idea for you. Um, So things are going a little smoothly, but um, a lot of time's involved. So a lot of time in them doing school, a lot of time because we have to go. When we get home from work, we have to check their work. And um, so we haven't had, uh, it's been stressful and we haven't had a lot of, I would say, fun times, you know, in the last few weeks too um, with those things going on. But um, so I went out, Dara kind of took part of mine, I was going to say, that we have fun together or with the kids. And they're, again, being teenagers, they kind of, when their kids are small, they kind of have very similar interests. And there were dolls and uh, princess movies and things like that. Now they've yeah. kind of uh, diverged and they have very different um, likes. Interesting. So different um, movies, TV shows. Um, Sophia's into horses, Olivia's into dancing. Um, so we like to do those things, like we like to partake in when they have 
when they're at either a dance recital or, comp or like a horse competition. We like to do that, and that's fun for us. But the other thing, which Dara alluded to, is we have a, um, or my mom, or we have a place up in upstate New York that we like to go to, which we went to, I guess, in August as a family, and we had a lot of fun there doing different things, just being outside, and we went and visited some different places and, um, you know, got to have fun, and Dara took a million pictures, and that course irritated the kids but um yeah <laughs> that's kind of stuff do. we like to do spend some time together there thank you guys um two things before i ask my next question um one i like what russell said about suggestions for um a future podcast and if you're listening and you have any questions about some things that we say today or if you have any um uh questions about anything in general uh, we want this to be like a place where we can have fun listening to each other but also have a little like online community where we can ask questions make comments different things like that so you can uh, comment in the sections below send your questions or you can send them directly to me at chhoward at lfachurch.org and we'll be excited for any of that. We have two different online spaces at our church where parents can connect and support each other besides just like, you know, seeing each other week in and week out and all that kind of stuff. But if you go uh, log in to your church account, um, there's uh, uh, like an area for groups and there's a group for parents of young children and parents of teenagers and preteens. If you're not sure how to log on, just go to lfachurch.org and click login and you'll be asked to sign in using your username and password, which you can create if you haven't done one yet. And just click on groups and search for those two groups. And um, this month, uh, we've thrown out a couple questions uh, about nighttime things, bedtime. And I'm just really interested in talking to you, Russell and Dara, about um, what bedtime is like for older children um, you know, the, the telltale stories for young families is like, all right, you try to get them in bed and they're getting out of their bed and they won't stay in their bed and just like what routines can, uh, young families have. So I don't know if like when you have teenagers, is bedtime like really easy? Are there any challenges to bedtime? And maybe we could start out with just saying like, once it's past, I don't know, like a little after dinner and you've cleaned up and like seven o'clock rolls around from that time until like everyone's asleep what are some of the usual things that happen in your house um things that might that you guys um on a n normal night not out of the box night sort of seem to happen once it gets towards evening time uh, the, the girls may have um some uh, you know may have some homework to do um, generally, they're supposed to be done their schoolwork long before that, but, you know. But sometimes they, that doesn't happen. Yep, <laughs> so they may have that to do. Um, they may have, like, a chore to do, say, so one of them's in charge of loading the dishwasher, one's in charge of unloading, so if whoever's loading it probably has to load the dishwasher. Uh, they, they, both of our kids like entertainment stuff, like, you know, TV, sh you know, shows and stuff like that. So they may watch some TV. Um, we or may read. Olivia reads. Read. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Constantly. Olivia. Olivia is a huge reader, so she'll read a lot. Sophia will um, 
sometimes she'll draw or or write. She's in some things where she has to do some speech writing, so she does that. Um, I, I don't know if we have something talk. that's typical because sometimes we, Dara will go out to the have to do some shopping. I might go on the computer or something to do something. We we have we haven't done it recently, but sometimes we'll you know play a game or something like that. It's, it's I'd say we do that less now with teenagers. They kind of mm -hmm. like to do their they own thing. They don't want to be around to us as much unless yeah. Sophia wants to talk. Um, that, yeah, we'll, we'll just like right we'll just now. Talk. We're still getting used to school, so I feel like right now it's a tag team of like grading, like looking over what did you get done, what didn't you get done, and a lot of times that involves calling the kids over, like mm -hmm. what happened here with this problem. Let's discuss. Do you understand that now? Like, well, um, so right now it just seems like a lot of just busyness. Sometimes, like you know, a little entertainment, a little reading, a little project here and there. But then sometimes, like, have to get some things done, you know, before bedtime rolls around. Right. Mm -hmm. And they, and, or they have um, extra clickers. So mm -hmm. Olivia's going to start dancing soon. She'll, she'll be at dance Three a lot nights of nights a week. a week. How many? Three. Three nights a week. Um, Sophia has, um, does some things with a horse. She doesn't usually do that at night. Um, but she does it to prepare once in a while for something, a competition that's coming up. It's so interesting because you had, you had, you're, you've, we're talking about the teenagers because that's what we have now. But the one big change for us that you can expect is that when they get to a certain age, you know, they're, I don't know what time your kids go to bed now, but if it's six or seven-ish, I don't know, you have that time from then till the time you go to yeah. bed. As parents, as you go to bed, to be together and to do whatever you want, whether it's watch TV or just... I don't think there was just, everyone's bed at six. <laughs> when they were really little, they did But, but still, but yeah. Like, so... A, three or four years ago it was seven o'clock mm -hmm. and because uh, I think we put our kids to bed I don't know from what I hear relatively earlier than most people um, but that was like really nice that it was just you know not that they're like in our hair but it's just there's things you can do you can you know, we can sit down and talk together much we could have much easier because they're not around interrupting or we have to talk about things about them so we'd have to go to some other room or go out. <laughs> um, Lock so, yourself in a soundproof yeah, basement right. to try to have the conversation. Gotta finish that room. <laughs> so that, like, that, took, that actually took me some time to get used to because I was like, because like you know, the start of school year or something it changed, or it was usually over this summer they went to bed a little later. But that was really t was hard to get used to. Cause it was like, oh, we don't have that. Any, like we don't have that now. They're like up later than we are sometimes, and it's like it's during the summer and um it's like there's no aloneness anymore so then you have to be the purposeful to go out and make date nights and stuff like that or you Another get up story. at four in the morning because they're not up yeah but that's <laughs> not for me <laughs> <laughs> all right so after um people are off doing their things or sometimes you need to do some errands like um, do you guys have a, a set bed, like a house rule of like a bedtime or like does someone sort of say, okay, start getting ready for bed or how does all that work? We used to have set time. So like Russell said, when they were younger, like their bedtime was 7, 7.30 for a long time. Like a long Until time. a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, so probably. Like, yeah. And, and it was crazy. 13. And I mean, they talked to a friend or something. They're like, they don't go to bed at that. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> really? Are you sure? They don't. <laughs> um, Sophia is a very, like, she would stay up late. She would say, I can't sleep. And so I, we started giving her permission to, like, 
take out a book, read, draw, like journal, because she likes to write stories too. So we gave her permission that after she went to bed, we went to bed, if she needed to turn her light back on and do something like that, nothing like electronics, but um, then we allowed that. But I believe, this is what I see, because I was thinking about this. Last year, we didn't really have a strict bedtime because the whole, um, you know, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, it's too early for me. And I, I remember I kept saying to Sophia, well, if you get up earlier, you'll go to bed earlier. No, that doesn't work. I'm like, it will if it's consistent. But I think like last year, because I started working and they were still homeschooled, I wasn't there and we weren't, I tried to be strict with them getting up, but I wasn't. We didn't follow through too good, so they were, by the end of the year, they were getting up at 10, 30, 11 mm. o'clock yeah. and wondering why they couldn't get school done and wondering why they couldn't go to sleep, and it was just, I felt like it was just really hard. So this year, I think um, we came up with some more rules, like, these are rules, we need to stick with them, this, you know, let's, and they have to start, because I want to do a lesson with them um, before I go to work, they actually have to start school at 7.30. So I can work with them from 7.30 to 8.30, and then I leave. And I think that's been the greatest thing ever because mm. Sophia's tired now. She'll yeah. be like, oh, is it time to go to bed? I'm like, it's 8.30, uh-huh. Sophia. I'm like, I'm used to her, like, 11.30. Like, I can't sleep. So um, so it's been really nice because I'm like, okay, now they're in this rhythm. And Olivia and will go to bed on her own around 11.30. Just say, I'm going to bed now without even asking. 11.30. 8.30. Did oh. I say 11.30? I don't Sorry. know. 11.30. Sorry, 8.30. 8.30. Oh, yeah. She just um, put myself to bed if nobody else yeah. is willing okay, to. Okay, so 8.30 rolls around and she's just, yeah. she's just Exhausted. ready for bed. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I don't nice. know what's going to happen when Dan starts. Um, she's probably not going to be able to get up as early, but she's still going to have to because I think one night she's there a little later. Um, and Sophia usually is now wanting to go to bed 9, 9.30. Yeah, she doesn't complain about it and hasn't had issues getting to sleep as far as you know too much. She would just have, like, just um, anxiety or whatever it was, I think, more than... wasn't always just getting up late, was it? She was. She I had... Maybe it was. Those, like, issues. Yeah, she would always... She she would continually say, Oh, I didn't get the I didn't get to sleep till two o'clock or I didn't get to sleep till four o'clock and I'm like, Well, you probably did, but probably woke <laughs> up or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, she was always had issues with that. But yeah, so, so the key, I think the key is like make your kids get up if you want them to get have a reasonable bedtime, yeah. which is which is Healthy. really how the wor- world works, right? I mean not that we have to live in the world, but, but that's yeah. I mean no, if but you want to go to a job, or any job you, you have, have to get up early anyway. So college well get, you're always gonna have an eight AM class yeah, college, at college. Yes, yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well get used to it. And uh, yeah, last year was really <laughs> it, was, bad. it was bad. They were like I said, so Sophia was sometime would say, Oh I got up at eleven today, I couldn't get much and I was like, What? Nobody was home this watcher and mm-hmm. but we just set the rule down this year and Start some schoolwork yeah. early with Dara just to get things rolling. That sounds good. That probably is a really nice start for them, too, to start the day with a small chunk with you mm-hmm. and then see you before you go off, you know, instead of just kind of, like, rolling out of bed and just right. kind of lounging and that's Or maybe it's torture. Is it hard to get them up in the morning? No, actually, they come. They're, I'm usually already downstairs. They, they come down. Actually, this morning, Olivia didn't. Yeah, Olivia we kind of got off track last week because... She was in New York City one day, seeing Broadway. Yeah. Well, that's nice. And that messed up a couple of days, so this week it's been a little bit um, yeah. rougher to get move in. Mm-hmm. So she came down a little late. Sophia was down at 7.30, and 
Which is strange for Sophia because she, she sleeps in. Yeah, but lately she's been yeah. really getting up, so it's been good. Mm. So I don't know. Um, I, I'm guessing that, that a lot of kids have different, uh, just differences, you know, in personality and things that come up. But for us, I don't know if it's the same as you. Um, once bedtime rolls around, especially for our oldest, it's easy for her to seem really, like, mindful of a lot of needs or a lot of, like, things going on, even, like, with her body and then her feelings and then, like, a flood of things will come to her mind of, like, things that she experienced during the day. And once it's like, all right, good night, I hope you have a good night, it's like something switches on in her that she has a lot of things that she would like to say or ask about or need or this or that. So maybe that's just, like, parenting young children thing, but, like, once you... So, Russell, you said that you put your girls to bed and... Uh, things like that after you put them to bed is it pretty like calm quiet like they yeah sleep pretty Sophia they should have this problem of like we and we we had to make like a rule that said once you go upstairs you need to stay upstairs because she would go up there and she would do a no it, I don't think it stops it when they're when they're little because <laughs> for her she she oh I want to drink you know, so she'll come down and get a drink. She still does that. Freak it every night. Yeah, every night. Oh, and go upstairs, and then she comes down and get a drink. Um, so we kind of made a rule. We haven't really, you know, it, it's didn't, I don't know if it had to be a rule, but there was a time when she would, like, she would just constantly come down, and we're like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Because this would be the thing where she said, I can't sleep, and then she would come down and want to, you know, talk or do something. Well, she said, no, well, just stay up there and you'll probably fall asleep. Because if you get your mind on other things, well, obviously you're not going to fall asleep. So um, and she wanted to listen, listen to music um, if she couldn't sleep and her things like that. And like, just take all the distractions out. And uh, yeah, well, we got we got the advice. I got the advice from someone who has grown kids. Someone in our church, because we were talking about this bedtime, we said we make our kids, I don't remember what we said, we made them go to bed at 8.30 or 9. Um, this was a few months ago when we talked to them. And they had said they thought we should, like, take away the bedtime and let the kids determine that to, because, I mean, eventually they need, this is something they need to learn. They need to learn responsibility of, you know, when they need, how much sleep they need. You know, they have to function as adults eventually. Uh, so need to transition into that, into knowing when to go to bed and when, so they get enough sleep that they're not tired when they wake up. So that was kind of part of, I guess, their suggestion. We never, we were kind of, tr- we're going to try, I think we tried it for a little bit. I, it was funny because it was so, I remember this because Dara explained it to him and she, she said, okay, we're not going to have a bedtime for you now, but you're going to, you know, you have to go upstairs at a certain time. You can sit in your room. You can read. You can do this. You can do certain things they could do in the room. Uh, it was, I think it was maybe just read. And um, laid out the things. Like, so you're not going to really have a bedtime. Um, and then you have to wake up at a certain time. Well, the funny thing was, I would after that, I I would go up and i put them to bed at, uh, you know, whatever. Well, it wasn't late. And they would just go to bed they they didn't take advantage of staying up I was like and I, one time I reminded him I was like uh you know it was like 8 30 or something I thought it was it was like during the summer and I was like um years ago, you don't have to go to bed now you can That's do something funny. else if you want I said I'm not I'm just you just have to stay up here and you know be in your room and calm down and stuff you know nothing to to excite them or or uh, energize them nothing yeah. it's more like low-key calm right 
whether it was write, draw, read books, whatever. And it was funny that they just didn't. I think we're not too consistent with things except for Russell tucking them in and me. I do a special, like I do a blessing over them every night. But as far as the times and all that, we haven't been really consistent. But lately, I don't think we say, oh, it's 10 o'clock, you should be upstairs because... I feel like on their own now, they're like, I'm tired, I want to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like, they're calling you. Like, Sophia's like, Dad, I want to go to bed. Come tuck me in. And so I feel like they're getting to that point where where you said you were hoping to get to at one point where they're independently making a decision. I've heard Sophia say it, like, oh, if I'm only going to get X amount of number of sleep, i got to get to bed. So I get this many hours in. So she's, like, in tune with what she needs. Whereas Olivia, she just gets tired, but she mm-hmm. always was a better sleeper. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. now we don't have it. We don't have a time. I mean, if we see them like lingering at ten thirty, we'll be like, yeah, um. yeah. That's now so that we so we set out the boundaries for their day. Like we want you to get up, start school. We and then we expect you to be done by this time, which tells them after that they don't. You know, they have free time. Not free time, but they have. They don't have to do school anymore. So they. Right. That's like a goal for them to get done by. So we have that. Um, so this time last year, it was horrible because it, it was like turned around because we had a bedtime for them um, at times, and then we would, you know, they'd be, say they were doing something, I don't, whatever it was, if they were watching a show and it was, you know, on their bedtime, no, it would be a movie that, you mm-hmm. know, ran longer, so they'd be like whatever time into the movie, and it was, it'd be like a half an hour past their bedtime, so I would make a, I would like make a deal for them, so they can... They don't understand this, but they can take more or less time doing something. So they, if they put their mind to it, they can get upstairs, brush their teeth, change their clothes, get in the bed in maybe five, ten minutes, right? Right. But if they just, la- you know, lackadaisically go through it and get yeah. drinks and look around and what else, and so, <laughs> that's just so great. So Sophia is like, you know, just, you can tell her to do something and... It takes her twenty minutes just to get to it because she's. I don't. I can't. Even, I don't even know what goes through her head. But anyway, <laughs> so it would be like I would make the you know make call it a deal. But I'd say okay, you can finish this movie. You know, and extend your bedtime as long as you go up and get right in bed and do this. And it would always happen. And I didn't learn, I guess, because I did it more than once. It always happened that it would take them like a half an hour to get in bed. And uh-huh. They would think us. And it would be. Lo- it would be logical things like normal and I don't can't think of what they would be but it would be like oh well I have to you know do this or do that and it would just stretch out I'm like okay your punishment is you next time you ask me to do that I'm not going to let you uh-huh. you know get, do that no because deal. you're not yeah. fulfilling your end of the bargain but it like she said it last year this time it was just it was different times we would we would just be sitting around we'd forget like what time it was and be like oh it's uh you know, nine thirty. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're supposed to be in bed well, at it's nine. Midnight. <laughs> and then their thing was, you know, the the kids. It's like we say, you have to. If we say we got to be in bed at nine, they all like that. To them means, well, I have to get ready to be in bed by nine, and then at it's another half start. hour to be actually in bed. So, yeah. You know, it's like, well, you said I had to go to bed at nine. No, we said you had to be in bed at nine. Hmm. So if you need more, so that was part of your thing. Like if you need more time to talk to us or, you know, go to the bathroom or uh-huh. get a drink of water, you need to do that before so that you're in bed at Start night. the ritual a little Not earlier. that it worked every time, but that was the, the that was the, what we had said to them that they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep reminding them because they just... 
That's really interesting. I really like hearing this. Um, it makes me wonder like what it'll be like for Sarah and I when we, we have older gar- girls. And um, two things that I'm sort of like gleaning from it is because um, I, I think with the young children, like highly structured, you know, make decisions, bedtimes, like routines kind of thing. And I really think it's interesting the advice, Russell, that someone shared with you about how something that will change as kids get older is you're making less like mm, like a prescribed way that it's going to be and this time and like that you're looking to help them learn to make responsible choices even with time with time management with like sleep and things like that and you you were saying that the person suggested like it's it's maybe maybe okay to consider like sort of hands off a little bit so that they can even sometimes have experiences and fail or experiences and need like redirection and to have that come up in conversation and work on it so that at the time when it's time to leave the house it's not like oh all the structures are gone all the decisions that mom and dad usually made for me they're not making and I just sort of like flounder through some of my young adult life because I haven't had those skills but just sort of like part of the part of the bedtime thing for at the teenage stage is sort of like how can I coach them through making good choices at this time I think that's really interesting and then I just like how you were it's really interesting that when it comes to thinking about bedtime I hear you guys talking about like the whole the scope of the whole day Mm -hmm. and the schedule of the whole day so that when you're trying to troubleshoot some things that are happening at 10 p.m., you're sort of thinking about, like, what's what's happening at 10 a.m. or what's happening at 7 a.m. so that it's just sort of, like, mm-hmm. comes together like Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, that was all learned by making a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. because, like I said, a year ago, it was like if we give them carte blanche, Sophia, well, Sophia would go to bed really late, but then she would wake up really late. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, it's like, well, she wants to make her school from 10 to six at night I, I don't know if that, that makes sense but <laughs> mm-hmm. is that okay and we just just think you know no because our family I mean we're at work and then she's doing school when we're home so we can't we can't do things together because she's doing school so if we want to play a game or do whatever do something together or go out even to do something while well, she's still doing school so that doesn't that didn't work mm-hmm. um so she so you know that's when this year putting her on that daily schedule of getting up at that time mm-hmm. works for, you know, That's helps funny. her, would probably help her if we said you can yeah. go to bed whenever you want, which you kind of doing now anyway, because. Um, well, let's, um, let's close with, um, I'm just really interested in Russell, like maybe in the moment of like tucking them in or what do you usually say or pray? And then I'm really interested in Dara, you say that, uh, said something about a blessing. Could you guys just talk about that as we wrap up? Um, I, this, this is a struggle I have, I, being honest, because, like, especially since, especially when they were younger, um, I would work, and I'd come home, so I would only be with them maybe two hours before they went to bed, or so, so I don't know what they really, there wasn't a lot to do, do that. even now, I mean, they're just doing school, so it's not like they have all this, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting to the point of things to pray for them. So I say, okay, you know, and then they're teenagers. So you ask them how their day went. Oh, went fine. How was school? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. And 
honestly, that's all they're doing is generally speaking, every day is they're doing school, so there's not a lot of variety there. Or, um, you know, praying over their how they drew out their math problem or something. Algebra lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a struggle for me because I I feel like I get repetitive and I pray about the same thing every night, just mm-hmm. about you know. You know, there are things in her personalities uh, sometimes that'll come up that, you know, Sophia, uh, whether it be or both, any of them dealing with uh, friends or just any kind of struggle they have. So just kind of generalizing, praying about that. Um, but, yeah, I do struggle about it because I feel like it gets disingenuous at times because I'm just like sometimes I won't even whatever. And I always just pray that they get a good night's sleep and get a good, you know, they'll be rested for tomorrow. That's usually one thing I always do. And. Um, but if it's like something that happened, like something that we experienced together, like even uh, that me and me and Olivia went to New York City on uh, last Wednesday or Tuesday, um, that was a big thing because there was a lot to you know go over there that we could be thankful for and everything. Um, and Sophia, when she's doing her courses, I always pray for safety because you know it can be dangerous. So if she's going to do that the next day. I'll pray for safety on her or if it's the day be you know the day after I'll pray thanks for you know keeping her safe or something like that or she'll tell me something that goes on and I'll um, pray for that I like but I but it's nice when like they'll bring something out like oh I was uh, you know I was really able to do this on the horse day or I had a bad struggle with the day Um, Sophia got thrown off the horse one time in a competition Mm -hmm. so that was a big Mm -hmm. time frame because we were really praying because she was scared to get back on so we were like I was like you know Praying for her and saying you need you should be, you know, pray that give you the courage and everything and this is something that was a big pivotal point for her because um, if she didn't get back on I mean this is something she wants to, she she thinks she's going to be do this for a living as a career so if she didn't get on that would didn't get, didn't get back on or was continually became afraid to get back on the horse even if she was on it um, that would kind of throw that all her dreams away. Um, so we really prayed through that, that, um, you know, he would give her the courage to get back on and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was big, you know, things like that are really good. That, But again, I do struggle just being repetitive and mm. praying like the same thing every... That you know. sounds really significant what you're doing because uh, whereas it could be like, okay, lights out, have a good night, yeah. you know, good night, sweetie. It's like um, you're saying, like, I've been at work, so I missed a big part of their day. And you're trying to just sort of glean, like, what have they been going through and emotionally, what's going on in their social lives? Because when it sounds like when it's time to pray, you're just really thinking of, like, I want to take care of them and what they're feeling and pray. And it sounds like you're saying, yeah, you know, sometimes it can sort of be repetitive and I don't know, but just it seems like such a gift that you're giving them to pay attention to what they're feeling on the inside, just like seems wow and to have their dad put them to bed just seems like really significant I imagine them taking that away with them like you know as adults and it seems like you're doing really significant things and I used to one thing I also used to do with them this is when they were younger was I used to I used to read to them like a chapter before they went to bed and we read through the whole Narnia series oh wow that's so Um, fun that was fun um just yeah probably should try to do that again mm-hmm. that was that's that was actually that was really fun that we did that, that we, and we went through like so we went with the whole that was a, that's a long book wow we yeah together so series um that was good Derek can you tell us a little bit about, about the blessing 
Um, actually, it's funny because I heard Nate say in a sermon years ago, I don't know how many mm-hmm. years ago it was, and I believe he was telling a story about a, another person um, praying this blessing. Um, oh, wow, that's so cool. Um, it's on the wall. <laughs> on the wall. I say, may the Lord, um, oh, if I read that, I'm not going to remember mine, because um, there are different versions, but, so I pray that the, um, let me go back, I just fumbled my words. So Pastor Nate talked about this this guy he knew that would pray this blessing over his daughter every night, and he, and he described it as he put his hand on her head, and he would pray it, and when she was like, uh, when he was dropping her off at college, how, like he was going to leave, and she was like, wait, dad, like can you pray the blessing over me? And I just remember being so touched by that. I was like, oh, that's so cool. So I started to play, pray. And I, um, like, years ago when I started, I forget when it was, but they each picked out their favorite color, and I, I put it in a frame with some scrapbook paper, the blessing. So they each have one hanging in their room, um, which I used that for a long time to read it because I didn't have it memorized. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's so funny because... Now Sophia will do that. Like if I'm away, if I'm out of town, like she'll call. And like when when you're in New, like sometimes he's in New York with the kids or with one of the kids, and I'm home with. Her. She'll call me. She's like, "Can you pray blessing over me?" So I'm like, "May the Lord bless you wow. and take care of you. May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace." And Olivia used to like like when they were younger, I would go in the room after he left and do that with them. But now Olivia, she goes to bed. Like, I'll try to pray it over her. She's kind of funny. She's like, yeah, yeah, do it real quick. Real quick. You know, whereas <laughs> Sophia is like, wants to just save her. So I so pray good. that and then I pray like a regular, like, mm-hmm. like how he said, yeah. sometimes I feel like it's so repetitive, like the same thing. But um, sometimes they change up a little. But there's always that blessing. And I do that with, the, like, I just started the head thing right from the beginning. So I still do that. I put my hand on their head and. When they were younger, it was cute because Olivia's name, it, she, it means peace. So she'd be like, at the end, oh, she would pray over me at the end. And she'd be like, and may the Lord bless you. And instead of saying peace, she'd give you me. <laughs> like, yeah. so. That's really sweet. Because so, her name means peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of in a way, like the olive branch. Like, that's what we thought Neat. of with her. But, um, yeah, we've, we've heard, like, uh, things other people have prayed over there. And we were like, oh, that's really cool. So one thing I think Dara... I don't know if it was someone she knew or she heard this, but they would uh, the mother would pray over the the girl's husbands, future, future husbands. husbands. Mm-hmm. So like like I, I will throw that in once in a while to my girls, but they're teenagers, and even before they'd be like, Ugh, you know, it's a silly yeah. kind of. Even now they'd be like, ugh. Or like, we pray even for their that, future that friends, age, like yeah, even friends, friends that like come so into their lives. Once in a while we'll do that. Um, so you know, picking out things because. Yeah, we just like heard a story about some mother praying this uh, for this person's future husband, and it all turned out, you know, really great and everything. But um, kind of caught on to that and just like, oh, it'd be cool to do. So once a while, probably do that, probably could do that more without them, but I would probably keep doing that with them, and even, even though it probably makes them feel uncomfortable and stuff. But, you know, even their maybe pray on their pray over their future kids, children and stuff that's like another that. thing that would make Sophia come down because a lot of times if I'm out at night like not so much now but like last year I did a lot more with the homeless ministry or code load like right. doing this doing that it's always and uh, if I came home late she would the little feet would come down the stairs for because she'd want and we would allow I, we would allow that because she yeah. wanted like it meant something to me that she wanted that prayer over mm-hmm. her 
And that was during the time when she wasn't sleeping too much um, early. <laughs> like, she was staying up late, uh -huh. so she always waited for me. So, but now mm -hmm. I'm usually home. But I really, like, I know you'll probably have to cut a lot of this out because we're talkers, but I, I, I love that he tucks them in bed. And that started when Sophia was two and Olivia was a baby. Sophia was almost two. She was 20. And then um, and when I got sick, because it took me um, probably seven months before I could walk to a different floor of the house. So mm -hmm. it was just normal. He took care of the kids for months, uh, months for a long time, um, all on his own every night, every week. Oh, he didn't have daytime help. Um, and then I couldn't walk upstairs easily because I was dizzy. <laughs> I was like, didn't have balance. And then after that, it just continued. And it was so good for me because, you know, after a day with, like, toddlers, mm -hmm. like, at night, you just had no energy. I yeah, didn't. Back at that time, she was, wasn't working, so she was home all day with him. So that was, like, I was exhausted with him. I was like, with him, I'm like, okay. That was the reason. So, okay, now I take over and put them <laughs> in the bed. So, and mm -hmm. that was much earlier then, but. So. And it was just, like, to me, that's beautiful that that's continued. Like, there's something, like, sometimes mm -hmm. I feel, like, sad and, like, Maybe we should be doing this together. But, like, now I look at it, I'm like, you know what? That's their alone time with us, and that's okay. Like, once in a while, I would try to do it together, but I'd yeah. walk in, and he'd be like... <laughs> You're messing with my, my time. flow. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the plan. <laughs> so, um... I like to talk in public is what it is, and she's another person there. <laughs> so, that's funny. So, I really, I like that. That does seem quite special, like quite a gift that you're giving them. Well, one of them appreciates it right now, anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, like you said, the other one will come along, like, come around. Doing, Apparently, um, Elias, um, that his name Elias Akoff. Yeah, the little one, the he, twin. Mm -hmm. um, Olivia likes to hug and snuggle him, and uh, lately he's been like backing up to give her a hug. Mm -hmm. So he won't give her a hug like this. He'll back into her. So she started that, which actually is kind of funny. I'm like, give me a hug, and she'll turn back up and she'll walk in. I'm like, at least I get to hug her. So. That, and she's like, I'll give you an Elias hug. So we have actually a name really for cute. it. Elias so, hug. An Elias <laughs> hug. That's great. Well, if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd like to just pray for us. I just feel like it's been a gift just to, it makes me feel like, why don't I sit around with people and just chat more just to hear your story and like the treasure of what you're investing into your girls is just like a privilege to listen to. So I just want to pray for you guys. And um, I want to pray for anyone that's listening as well as we're focusing on the, like sort of like bedtime kind of things that in our homes we would experience the Lord's presence in that time of the day. So let's pray. God, thank you for uh, Russell and Dara. Um, thank you for a, a bit of what they were sharing of like the long history of like even from when Olivia was a baby and how... Um, Russell was caring for them seems so significant and here he is um, Sophie is almost 15 and Olivia is 13 and it's almost like um, I I get a little um, I don't know if the words like nostalgic or something of just like the amount of bedtimes when kids are teenagers you almost count them down you know like a, a few more years of bedtime or different things like that and Thank you for the Chronicles of Narnia time. Thank you for the time where it's just like 11.30 and like, oh my goodness, how come, you know, 
Sophia can't get to bed and thank you for the time where it's like um, the prayers that he offers for the girls seem rich thank you for the times where it seems like uh, this is getting repetitive just I think you see every one of those evenings and even though no one else is in the room and no one knows about this you are there and you're seeing it and I think it in your heart it's so precious and Thank you for uh, Russell's desire to like know what his girls are feeling and to pray for them based on that, and that he's using bedtime to like be close to their emotions and feelings and to pray over that, or when something like a fall from the horse happens, to use even it, if it takes like days and weeks to work through it, to just like use those moments to be close and to shepherd. Thank you for that. I pray that you would give him wisdom as he continues to do that and as he continues to a- ask you for what's on your heart to pray for them that you would give him insight um, and I remember a friend told me one time that the Lord uh, loves very much unanointed prayer times um, which sometimes we feel like what if uh, the prayer time doesn't seem like big or spectacular or fresh that when it's just like the normal run-of-the-mill like prayer like you just sort of love that we turn our hearts to you and I pray that you would encourage Russell with that and thank you for the significance of um, what Dara is doing with the blessing and how it really impacted her when she heard about that and she's following through with that whether um, her daughters are like super excited on a given day of it or not just like a long uh, history of movement in a direction of like blessing and I just think of the spiritual covering, the spiritual gift that that's imparting to them, and we just thank you so much for them. I pray that in the Bourne household and in our households in Living Faith Alliance Church that you would do a miracle in our homes, that um, when some things are stressful or we don't know what to do or we don't know how to talk to our children, that you would um, help us to see times where we really feel like, wow, the Lord really intervened and gave us words to say or gave us ideas or even as we're like engaging in these like listening to the podcast or participating in them that our connection with each other would encourage us to know that you are with us in those bedtime hours or afterwards uh, when we feel like we know what we're doing or when we feel like really confused you are very close and I pray that you would increase a sense of your presence in our homes in our households, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you. Sure thing. Appreciate no it. No problem.